to our podcast on Sunday the 28th of March, this Palm Sunday. The story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem tells us that after his celebrated arrival he went into the temple and looked around at everything. As we gather here for worship today, may it be with a sense that Jesus has walked into and is looking around. May our eyes be open to see him. May our hearts be ready to be seen by him. May our worship be worthy of his presence. And may we be transformed so that we see the world through his eyes. Amen. This morning's reading comes from Mark chapter 11 and I'm reading from verses 1 to 11. Jesus comes to Jerusalem as a king. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why you are doing this, say the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to do, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Well, today's reading places Jesus front and centre. It's hard to listen to. The hosannas of the triumphal entry now seem but an echo in our memory. But let's look at that gospel reading from Mark 11. Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. And let's think about this question. Why did Jesus leave the temple? and go to Bethany. That question sounds a bit like one of those why did the chicken cross the road jokes, but my question isn't a joke. I think the answer to the question and the implications of that answer hold the key to our Holy Week this year. You remember what happened. Jesus is in a parade. He's riding a borrowed colt. It's a march, a movement. We call it the triumphal entry. People are in front of and behind Jesus. They're shouting their hosannas, they're throwing down palms and their cloaks for him to ride on. They're rolling out the red carpet. There's excitement, there's anticipation. This Jesus thing is really going somewhere. Something big is happening. Jesus rides into Jerusalem. He enters the temple. He looks around at everything. And he leaves. He does nothing. He says nothing. He just leaves. He goes to Bethany. 
It seems to me a strange and anticlimactic ending to the triumphal entry. It sounds like Jesus is retreating, getting away from town. So what's that all about? Did Jesus have somewhere else he had to be? I wonder if he was scared. For Holy Week is a scary week. Let's face it, we know in our hearts everything that's going to happen. I wonder if he was just wavering a bit. Not as sure as when he started this journey. Maybe he was having some doubts, some questions and just wanted to get away. Maybe he needed to regroup, to make a fresh start. We've all done that. We've all had to face really difficult conversations or situations that are painful and sometimes scary. We make a start but we don't finish. We back out and we try again. Could that be what this leaving the temple's all about? It seems such a strange and anticlimactic ending to that triumphal entry that it makes me think there has to be something significant here. And it's unique. Mark is the only one of the four gospel writers to describe this. In Matthew, the whole city is in turmoil. When Jesus enters, he goes to the temple and drives out those who are buying and selling. He overturns tables and chairs. In Luke, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem and then he enters the temple where he drives out those who are buying and selling. And in John's account, Jesus doesn't even go to the temple. He cleansed it at the beginning of the gospel and instead he enters the city and begin, begins teaching what last Sunday I called the secret to life. Do you remember? Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Mark's is the only gospel that says Jesus entered the temple, looked around and left. So why did Jesus leave the temple and go to Bethany? The Gospel tells us why. Jesus left the temple as it was already late. So that started me wondering, what if this is about something more than just the time of day? What if Jesus is late going somewhere or doing something? What might Jesus be late for? I have an idea about that, but I need you to bear with me just for a minute. I think Jesus was late getting to the colt and getting that colt back to its owner. And here's why I say that. There's another unique aspect about Mark's account of the triumphal entry. He is the only one to say that Jesus promised to return the colt to its owner. All four gospel writers agree that the colt was either borrowed from its owner or found but only Mark speaks about Jesus returning the colt. You see, Jesus sent two disciples to borrow this colt and he told them if anyone asked why they were taking the colt, they were to say, the Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. And that's what they did. So what if that's why Jesus left the temple? Maybe he left so he could keep his promise and follow up on what he said he would do. Maybe this is about Jesus being true to himself and keeping his word. What if this is about Jesus staying centred within himself, despite what the week holds for him? He returns the colt and it gives him a little time for himself. He's going back to the peace and quiet of Bethany. What if returning the colt is a metaphor for us, 
as we enter into and walk through this Holy Week? What might returning the coat mean for us throughout this week? It's an image or metaphor to ponder and it raises a couple of questions. First, what do you need to return this week? What do you need to release or to let go of? We all have stuff that we've carried around with us for far too long. It's no longer able to take us anywhere or give us life. It's just baggage we carry that continues to weigh us down. It impoverishes life. It corrupts our heart. So what do you need to let go of or release and return this week? Is it a grudge or resentment? Is it anger or fear? Is it disappointment, regret, guilt, envy? Maybe you need to return being in control, having to be right, a need for approval, for power, for perfectionism. I don't know what it is for you, but I'm convinced that we all have our stuff. Maybe Holy Week is the time to return and release it all to God. Trusting that God can do something with this stuff, well, when we are never able to. And what if returning and releasing this stuff is also about returning to ourselves? What if it's about returning to our quiet centre? What if it's about reclaiming our truest self? That means we could then move forward. Not from the same old place, but from the newly recovered centre. That's what Jesus did. He stayed true to himself through this week and so must we. So maybe returning the cult is ultimately about returning to our original self. That self of beauty and goodness that God created in and has loved from the very beginning. What if those are the two movements throughout this week? Returning, releasing and letting go. And returning to and reclaiming those parts of ourself that have been lost, ignored, forgotten or denied. Even as we carry around that stuff that needs to be returned, maybe there are parts of ourselves and our life to which we need to return. What if this week we return to ourselves? And so here's my second question. What do you need to return to? What if we returned to joy, hope, beauty? truth and honesty? What if we came back to justice, mercy, forgiveness? What if we reclaimed the dignity and holiness of each human life? What if we recenter ourselves in peace and courage? What if we return to love of neighbour, self and enemy? Coming back to ourselves would be like a new life, wouldn't it? So we begin this week by returning the cult. What do you need to return and what and to what do you need to return those are the two questions to answer them we need to look around at everything that's what Jesus did it's not so much just looking around at everything outside us but looking around at everything within us look at what's there look at what's missing look at what you need what you feel who you truly are and who you want to be. And then return the colt. 
take the image of returning the coat with you this week. And take it wherever you go, bring it to whatever you do. Hold it as you pray through the darkness of this week. Let it be present as you live your life and as you engage with all the people that you meet this week. Returning the colt is how this holy week begins. Returning to God and ourselves is the promise of how this week will end. Look around at everything and then go and return the colt. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's come to God in worship now as we pray together our prayers for others. Loving and living Lord, we pray for those in power who act from fear and self-protection, who do not want to change or see the log in their own eyes. May life reveal to them their narrow-mindedness and open them up to the power of your love. We pray for those whose actions are misunderstood and for women across our world whose gifts go unrecognised, who are considered second-class citizens, whose silence is so often misinterpreted, may they be helped to find their voice. Lord, we pray for the poor, that justice will come. We pray for those who get led astray by others who lead them on or by their own self-righteousness or because they're caught up in an ideology that promises freedom. Show them the way of love and community. We pray for those who know they have let their friends down, who in the heat of a moment defend themselves before their friend. May they learn from their mistakes and have people reassure and set them on their feet again. We pray for those who are alongside someone else who's suffering and do not know what to say or do. May they be shown how to stay simply present and be there for others in pain without needing to do or say anything. Lord, we pray for leaders who do not take responsibility for their actions who knowingly wash their hands and allow others to act unjustly and in violence. May their actions be seen for what they are, and may the power of democracy be upheld. We pray for individuals we know who are facing pain, suffering, bereavement or distress of any kind. May this story of Holy Week sustain them and bring them comfort, companionship and hope. God of all creation, of all humanity, hold all things in balance for us and with us, and keep teaching us how to be people who birth peace and hope and love. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask these our prayers this morning. Amen.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace. So go into this holy week, walking in the footsteps of Christ. May facing hard things allow transformation of your being, that Easter light might be born in you. And the blessing of God of light, creator, guide and inspirer, rest and remain with you, now and for evermore.